Welcome to the Kosafa Show with Mark Gleason and Nick Say. Welcome to the special edition of the Kasafa Show, where we talk all things women's football in Southern Africa. We have a special panel of guests with us, and we'll discuss a range of topics, not least the fact that we have the Total Energies CAF Women's Champions League Kasafa qualifier on the go in Durban. We're delighted to be joined by Mamelodi Sundance Ladies Media Officer Angela Kubeka, Kasafa Media Officer Gwen Chubasula from Zambia, and a current member of our Kasafa TV team, Pearl Caroling, who has joined us in Durban from Botswana. Ladies, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us. Maybe we can just start by asking each of you to share your journey in football to date, how you got started and, and where you are today. I'm Pelkin but you can just simply call me Miss G. In the world of football, of sport, I started as a player uh, at high school. And, and then by then, I started playing in, as an infield player. And then there was a time that one of the goalkeepers was not there. So we just had to close the gap for her. So I said, no, let me just be the goalkeeper. And then in that particular game, I did well. And then after that, the, the coach said, uh, I think we must be the goalkeeper now because you did so well without any training and everything. So that is that. And then from my high school, uh, I joined uh, a double action football club. And then from there, I left double action uh, because it was far from my, my home. And then I joined uh, Township Colors, which was really new in the league and then they were just starting women's football and then I retired at an early age I became the I was working at this ad member and then uh, a month on the line I was the secretary and then there were elections so I didn't stand for any because I was in I wasn't really interested in being an administrator then there was I was appointed as the team manager and then I I had to leave that because I've seen that uh, women's football is there, but there was no progress. There was no nothing. No one was even talking about women's football. And then I joined um, 442, which was a football magazine in Botswana. That is when I started to write a lot about women's football. But other than that, no one was just taking women's football class. And then one day I just had an interview and then I told them, look, women's football, one day everyone is going to talk about it. And then in 2015, I joined uh, Gabs FM. I was the sport producer there. And then I had a feature where I was talking about nothing but women's football until now. And then in 20, 2018, I, I traveled with the team to, that was the Zebras. I traveled with them to Kosafa, which was held in Polokwane. And then that was the time I had a chat with uh, Kosafa Media Manager. And then in September, I was invited to do social media uh, for Kosafa. And then <laughs> it was interesting. I arrived there. And then uh, two days before the tournament, uh, Linda said, uh, look, we have a, another tournament in Botswana. It should be in December. That was season five. So you're going to be doing social media. And then on the other hand, we'll be training as the, the media officer. That is when I met Gwen. She was the media officer. Then I trained. But it looks like... It, we were new, but we did a whole lot together. Uh, till now, I've been the media officer for 
for Kosafa and also back home. I'm a content aggregator and then a, a sport journalist. So that is there for me when it comes to football and sport. Thanks, Pearl. And uh, yeah, over to you, Gwen. Thank you, Your Nick. story? I have a very short story for myself. So anyway, um, I've been in sports uh, reporting since 2014. Um, and I started with our national broadcaster back in Zambia, ZNBC, um, where I was, an, an in, I was doing some internship for just four months. Um, from there, I joined Times of Zambia after I finished college. That was like 2015. I joined Times of Zambia and I worked as a sports reporter there. Uh, so I covered a lot of women football. That's where I actually fell in love with women football. Um, from there, I spent um, two years at Times of Zambia as a sports reporter. Then I got, uh, I, I, I found a new job uh, with um, a Super League team in Zambia. It's called Napsa Stars, although it only has um, a men's team at the moment. There's a point when we had a female's team, but it got disbanded and we only have a men's team at the moment. Yeah. So as of now, I just still write here and there for Times of Zambia, but I'm fully with Napsa Stars and now part of Kosafa Media. I've been since 2018 when I got my first call up and yeah, that's about it for me. Thanks, Gwen. Angela, your, your uh, journey in football well, to this point. Well, my journey is very interesting and quite long, but I'll best summarize it. Well, I was always interested in sports, especially where it has to do everything with women. So then after World Cup in 2010, that's when women's football became more interesting and more in our faces. So I was able to, to get myself involved at a branch level where supporters meet at that clubhouse. And I was always intrigued as to how come these people are always so happy and jubilant and so happy to be together. So and then I joined the, the, the branch. So then from then onwards, there were some, you know, ad hoc duties that no one wanted to do, like calling supporters and reminding them about the game and also sending reminders to tell them about the next game and hyping games up. So then there was a time where they were looking for a provincial secretary. That's how I was given the opportunity to be at a higher level of supporters to learn more about what they do, how they do things. Then I think after a year or so, then at sundowns, um, Mr. Mutsi, President Mutsipe said that there is a need for, for us to be structured. So there would be youth, women and supporters so that each category is properly tailored, made to and given all the things that they need, depending on the needs of that department. So I got the position of the woman coordinator. Finally, I did not apply because I didn't feel that, you know, I'd be good enough for that position because there were a lot of women that were there before me and I learned a lot from them. So I saw them filling up this position. So, and then I took a chance. Then they said I should come to Glorica full, full time. That's when I had to resign from APSA. So that's when my journey began in 20, 
10 specifically. And then when I got to sundowns, everything that had to do with women, including the sundowns, the pageantry, the ladies team, and also the supporters. Somebody had to make noise. Somebody had to create awareness of the talent that's available at the club. So that's when then I opened the social media accounts with no instruction per se. So it was just me trying to, to collaborate history that if we don't capture it at the moment, come next year or a year or so later, we wouldn't have that information. So then here we are now. I'm the ladies team social media account officer, manager. And then also I do their media stuff. I set interviews for the women and I also encourage them, you know, market them, help them to understand their roles as well, that they are more than just soccer players. And on the Sundown side, I'm still the project manager of which, though it's pageantry, but at the end of the day, we want all women, so to speak, or whether they're interested. I'm just going to carry on with you, Angela, if you don't mind. So, you know, you said your, your journey started in 2010, and I'm sure there you would have seen a lot of change if we talk specifically about South African women's football. Now we have the Hollywood Bet Super League and whatnot. From your perspective, are we moving in the right direction, both from South Africa, but also Southern Africa, and what you've seen of the Kasafa tournaments, as well as, as looking at the, the CAF Women's uh, Champions I League as well? we are at the best time of our lives because those that played football in the yesteryears and those that laid the foundation, they had this vision in mind, though the time, the place didn't allow them to excel. So we are able to, to tread on those footsteps that they've started. And also with the knowledge that they also, you know, are willing to give to us the experiences and their stories we can only do better, you know. So with the sponsors, well, Sasol must just get kudos, big kudos, because they laid the foundation, you know, from a township. If you are a girl and you, you just know how to knock the ball around, you get a team of which probably they wouldn't have enough resources just to get by. Then Sasol was there to just make everything make sense. You know, it gave us hope that one day we will be fine. We will be fine now with Hollywood Bed taking everything to the next level. It's amazing. Then one asked, what's next? If you could get here, what's next? You know, it's motivating. And us winning the CAF Club uh, Women's Cup, it's, it's motivating as well. <laughs> then. What we are looking for is the World Cup. So every step goes a long way. You know? Every stride that is taken is doing a whole lot good to the game. Like now we are in Durban and the ladies are participating in a tournament. Well, well, you know, best prepared tournament, world class. And everything that we learned from last time, you know, things has become more easier. They are more flowy because we've been here last year and with the personnel from Kosafa, magnificent. 
you know, like some of the things that I learn every day, it's amazing. You know, they make it so seamless. But then every day when you try to emulate what they do, then you start to appreciate the hard work that they do. But it's only in knowing and understanding the, the toil that goes into the work, you see. So from here, we ask, what's next? Because we are not here before. We've never been here before. And we see progress. So I would say, yes, we are treading on the right path and we are on the right path as well. Great. Thank you. And sort of similar to that, Gwen, obviously we've seen um, Zambians women's football has improved tremendously in recent years as well, culminating in their first ever qualification for the World Cup. What for you has kind of, you know, this this, is not something that's happened overnight. It's been coming, uh, you know, maybe for the last decade or so. What for you has been that change? What what sparked this improvement in, in the same Generally, I just feel like it's the support that um, women's football is receiving of late. Um, I'll give an example. Before, uh, things used to be really, really bad, you know, in terms of just how much these girls were getting and just the support generally, even from uh, the, the, the football fans. At least now we're seeing uh, people following women's football. Even the league itself is, has even become competitive. Uh, before we'd see um, a lot of teams maybe not traveling for games and then we would have a lot of walkovers. But these days, um, even Green Buffaloes now, the team that is representing Zambia for the Women's Champions League, Kusafa Women's Champions League, didn't have it easy to reach this far because it was a lot of competition because we even have um, a team called Indeni Roses. We have Red Arrows. There's just a lot of teams that are competing, you know, and just to see a lot of clubs uh, forming female teams, it's just, it's just great because we never used to see this before. And at some point we never even used to have the women's league. But now we have it, and with uh, with how the team performed at the at the Wafcon and qualifying to the to the World Cup, I am very confident that we'll even have um, companies and uh, just the corporate world in general just come on board and support women's football. So I feel like it's just the support, really, because before people would obviously overlook women's football because they feel, okay, it's boring and whatnot. But now back in Zambia, I'm seeing a lot of people actually saying, um, why don't we even send our women's team to represent us on behalf of the men? You know, I remember um, just recently we got booted out of the Chan um, qualifiers and a lot of people were just making fun of them to say we should have sent the, the, the Copa Queens to, to represent us and not uh, what uh, the men's team has uh, has done. And before, would always just support the men's team, but now we are seeing a lot of support even for the females' team. So, and also, I, I feel like um, the the sport uh, in general itself for the women it's growing and it's really making um, things easy for people to support um, and. Kudos to Kosafa for, 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 for always being there uh, to have these tournaments because um, I'm, I'm a great believer that it's because of these tournaments that uh, we're getting to have this competition. And yeah, I think we're headed somewhere, and especially looking at how far we've come. Um, yeah, I think the development is massive. 
Thanks, Gwen. A similar question for you, Pearl, around Botswana. Um, obviously, a first qualification for the WAFCON made the quarterfinals a few years ago, knocked South Africa out of the Olympic uh, qualifiers as well. So there's definitely been an improvement for the mayors uh, over the last three, four, five years. Where specifically for you does that I mean, come from? Uh, I think when it started, uh, women's football started in Kaburuni. That is Kaburuni region. That is where most of the players were from. So no nowadays uh, we have 16 regions, but only uh, close to 11 were active. But before that, it was just the two regions or so. So you just pick a national team from Haborone where supporters and it wouldn't be like, ah, this is a Haborone national team. It's not uh, the national team. So nowadays there's a lot of competitions and you look at other regions where you'll be having your under 15, your under 17. And then the support nowadays, it, it is way much better because even uh, the president, when he, he committed himself to support women's football, so you can just see the, the difference. Even the minister have just uh, committed himself to, to support the, the ladies. So that is where it is now. Because back then, people were just, uh, it was just women's football. It was just fun, where everyone was just teasing it. And they would say, ah, these are boys, wannabes, and everything. Because you talk to, you sit down with players, they'll tell you that the reason why we are wearing like this is because we are playing a men's game, but we, we need all the support and everything. So nowadays, you look at them, the, it is not yet enough. You look at uh, sponsors, they already have uh, two sponsors now that came on board just to support women's football for the, for the national tournament, So, which is something. And even the, the prize money, it was huge. Uh, everyone was, was shocked at the, at the prize uh, award ceremony at the final. Because at first, we knew everyone, uh, the, the winners would be getting uh, 25,000. 20, 25,000. And then at the final, it was announced that the winner will be forgetting 250,000, which was a lot because it was the first ever. And then you look at uh, um, the players, they're just there to compete nowadays. They're, they're not just playing for, for fun. Everyone want to play for the national team. Back then, uh, almost all the leagues were playing in the in the dusty grounds. And then Haborun region, because it was near... Uh, the Ligidi Football Center, where the BFA offices are based. So they decided that, oh, okay, let's have uh, the league being played just in uh, in Ligidi because there are two grounds. So after that, you could see the, the improvement. You look at 2018 and 2019, where they played Banyana Banyana and knocked out Banyana Banyana, because now they were just starting to get used to playing in the tap, because back then they were just seen the tap when they were uh, outside in the competitions. So it is getting way much better every day. And then uh, women's football is really recognized in Botswana because you, you have to compare. Back then, you just hear players say, ah, number seven. And then this time around, you can see, hear them just telling you your name, the, the names of the players. And then uh, the corporate is really coming on board, which is making even things easier. And then uh, the government have also uh, committed themselves to improve in terms of infrastructure because without infra infrastructure, you can't go anywhere. Yeah, no, that's, that's fascinating. Thank okay. you, Paul. I just wanted to add a point to what my sisters have said. Um, the one point that I wanted to add on, it's the supporters base. 
because now we are competing with men that have been there for years and they have their support groups. So they have their loyal supporters that come to their games, that sing for them. They even have songs for each and every player at most. So we come as new babies that also need attention, but we've been there. It's just that we did not have a supporters base. So personally, I feel it's very important that we also start to work on finding our own supporters in a way that we do not still still in, in brackets, but we don't move supporters from the men's team because not everybody would be interested in women's football, but eventually they will. But for now, we don't want people to flow across. We want them to continue to support the men's team. And then we also want our special support. I'm saying this because come a Sunday, there's a fixture at Lucas Muripe in Artichville. Miami Lodi Sundowns means they probably play against Supersport. And then we also have a game against JVW. I'm just making a scenario. So where are the supporters going to go? They'll probably go to the men's side. But when we have our own supporters base, where we have women, and the thing is with women, we come as a family, you know, if it's one one child, then you know there's a mother, there's an aunt, there's a there's a friend to the mom. So already it's five. So one one child has a ratio of five when it comes to women. So we also need to to put more attention when it comes to that, so that when we we have to to need support, then it's already there. And then if men feel that they need to come and support, or those that prefer men's football, they want to support us, they can. But then we should not depend on them because should men's football play on a certain day, they will take priority. So we need to also foster in, in all categories that women must also start building their own supporters base. I mean, we have the men's structures. We have their tried and tested methods. We can see what worked, what didn't work, and their successful stories. So if we could just use that that um that diagram, that that system, so to speak, if we can use that prototype to use it to, to set up a structure so that we can also have ourselves organized, we will do a great job. I feel we will do a great job because as women, we, we have so many things that we, we bring with us. There's home, there's work, there's community, there's kids, there's this and that. Imagine when it's a known fact that when we are maybe heading to a, a weekend, you have lined up matches that you know you need to attend. And that time also promotes family time as well. Then it will help us also to bring our youth home. You know, when, we, when the mummies are doing exciting things, you know, the cool things that kids want to see. Then we, we also, you know, bring that element back into homes, that togetherness. And, you know, it, it, it evolves, you know, like, a, a, what's this? Um, it's a ripple. So one thing that we do, it goes a long way. Then it goes to within a home. Then it goes to family members, friends and all. So it's, you know, it, it, it's also a ripple effect. So we need to, to also pay attention to that. Yeah, that's a very interesting, interesting point you make there, um, Angela. 
Can you just give us a sense of, of who comes and watches Mamelodi Sundance ladies, say, in the Hollywood Bet Super League? You, you speak there about mums and families and whatnot, but is there is it quite a female audience or is there a mixture of men and women? And, and what do tickets cost? Uh, what, so what is entry? With men's football, with PSL tickets, league games are for tyrants. And then if it's competition tickets, it varies from 60 to 80 rands. And of later, we have seen that the stadium attendance is not that great. So if it's 40 rands and still the, the, the attendance is not so great, then come to women's side. Our, our, our games are free, but yet we don't have support. So I think for women's, lady, for women's teams, it's not time yet to, to have tickets sold. Because our entrance is free, but still we're still trying to mitigate ways to, to have more attendance. So if we sell those tickets now, then we'll be shooting ourselves in the foot because we haven't even established our own supporter space. So from we can take learnings from the guys, what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong. And those lessons, when we perfect them, I assure you, you will see more attendance at the stadium. And we also have, you know, there's so many elements that we haven't even delved in. Um, I use an example of, uh, okay, academy players, maybe the under 15. So if there's a young girl, she's under 15 and she has a match in Johannesburg. Okay, with her, her mom will take her there. Probably the mom will come with her dad. And the dad will bring his friend and his friend, probably his family. So one child goes to, you know, they make up a whole lot of numbers just from one child. So imagine if we also, you know, try to do what we can to, to bring football at schools, in our communities, you know, where, where it has never been before. It has been there, but then not so much. But then when we bring the right things there and fulfilling all the right needs, the, the, the people have, then they will come through because in most cases, we don't even get time to go to movies. We don't even get time to go to parks or do anything fun. So, but then, you know, on a Saturday, you know, at three, I have a game. So everything else that you do have to do before maybe one o'clock and after five o'clock. So at that time, it also promotes family time. And that's where sponsors can do a killing because one, they'll be serving customers that are already there, already there in the stadium. But you just need to know how do you serve them? What do these people need? What should they get so that they can be able to come through the next game? So such things are very important because good things can be done. Nice things can always be done. But then are those things effective? To what extent do they to they go because even if maybe we just do you know a cover up still the base of everything if it's not solid if it's not right and people they don't know or they don't have a buy-in then we've lost our case and it's all going in circles 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 so but I, I feel positive about this you know and I, I don't know where I read it that you know when KFC was introduced it was a time where women were, were now being employed and now working from eight to five. So when do you cook? So there was no time. So then they, they started to, to eat out or maybe eat in as a family where moms didn't have to cook because of having Casey as a family. 
So such things, and it's it's so you know it's so exciting that you know most of products that are in our stores they use us as guinea pigs. But when we have to serve ourselves, we don't know how to use our own assets, you know. But we we can. There's still hope. There's still hope. Yeah, I guess it's it's something that as you say, it needs a bit of work, but as long as we're kind of moving in the right direction and we know the direction that we want to go in, then there, there is kind of hope for the future, as you say. Um, Gwen, I wanted to ask you, as you mentioned earlier, you you work at Napsa Stars and congratulations. I know Napsa were promoted again at the end of uh, last season, so back in the MTN Super League in, in Zambia. But working in that very quite male-dominated environment, what, what has that been like? Have you Have you... Had any challenges or have you found it quite uh, a sort of comfortable Well, it was a big challenge at first, but I've been working with the team since 2017. So um, one thing I've noticed about football, yeah, it's um, you sort of create a family. So um, even if you, uh, you, you face certain challenges, there's always a way that you end up knowing how to handle that. So, um, of course, I had a bit of challenges, especially when we visit, let's say, other football teams. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of football traditions in where they feel like uh, women should not be in football. It's just about, it's, it's just supposed to be about men. Um, yeah, I, I faced a lot of those challenges where I'm not allowed to go in our own dressing room because no, they believe why should a female be in the dressing room and stuff like that. But eventually, I think they got uh, sort of used to it because, you know, I was like the only female among us, this group of guys. Uh, but I, th- I feel like eventually they got used and I've seen a lot of um, teams now engaging uh, female media officers because when I joined, I, f- I, I was like the second one. The first one used to work for Zisco United. Her name is Kateve Chengo. And then I joined Napsa Stars. So from that time, I I saw a lot of other teams uh, following the trend and I feel like we sh- I, I think we should have about five female media officers that, that I am. Um, attached to, 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 to teams. So, um, it's a bit challenging. Yes. But, uh, you know, it's football is like a new normal for everyone. And I'm guessing this is why now we are even seeing, um, female, I mean, women's football developing. I feel like everybody is now getting, uh, to understand how the sport works and yeah. So it's a bit, it's a bit challenging, but we work as a family and I'm used now. I've been, I've been with them since 2017. So yeah, it feels like home now. Well, that is good to hear. Definitely. And Pearl, um, you know, for you also, again, a similar question, I I guess in a way is, is there, you know, in the women's teams, for example, in Botswana, is it still quite male dominated in terms of coaching and that kind of thing? Or are there more women who are involved in women's in football? In terms so of to speak? coaching, I would say it is a male dominated uh, area because I'm looking at, uh, we have only, only two teams, only two teams are coached by, by women. Unfortunately, our our women coaches are really not yet uh, qualified. They're still uh, we have we have two two are uh, still at uh, C license. 
So that is the, the problem that we are, we are facing here in Botswana. But uh, at least the association for now is trying to have lots and lots of uh, coaching courses uh, specifically for, for women. So it is, still, it is still hard. So we always have these men uh, dominating when it comes to women's uh, football. And then I'm looking at now uh, to add, it is really growing because uh, with the club licensing now, Premier League teams for, for men uh, is required to have uh, women's teams. So they're doing everything that they can because they've been thinking of professionalizing uh, women's football and then uh, women's players getting contracts. And then when I look at, uh, which Angela touched on, when it comes to supporters, uh, especially when the teams that have a uh, women's team and men's team, I'm looking at the likes of Township Colors and Haborne United. Some, because the team sometimes they can't do well or they do well. Uh, if the game, if the games are, let me just say on a Saturday in the afternoon for, for the girls, they will go to the stadium or watch the girls and then from here they just cross to towards the men. So some are, have just decided that, no, we are, we are focusing on women's football now. And then you'll see a, a family will just go support uh, the women players and then your friends will just uh, go support and then uh, your classmates or colleagues will just go. And then other other teams that ain't playing on that particular day, they just uh, fill up the, the, the stadium. Uh, you look at uh, the the amount that it is being used, it is just only five pula. I'll just say it's about uh, maybe seven rands when in 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 rent. So that is what is currently happening in Botswana. Yeah, no, thank you. And uh, Angela, Gwen, Pearl, thanks so much uh, for your time. I wish we could chat more, but unfortunately we are out of time. But thank you to all three of you and all that you do for the beautiful game and it's in its different facets. But that's it for another episode of the Kasafa Show. We'll be back next week to wrap up the Hollywood Bets Kasafa Women's Champions League. And don't forget, you can listen to more of our podcasts on Sokoloduma Radio, kasafa.tv, Spotify, and iTunes. And you can also get the latest news via our website at www.kasafa.com and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. 